Ready, guys? Let's get our heads in the game and do it. Oh, yeah. If you can't get excited about this, you are uncapable of getting excited. Uncapable? Incapable? I don't know. Is it a word? Uh, I, I'm married to an English teacher. I have to get these things correct. To me, it's uncapable. In incapable. Okay. Incapable. I, I'm pretty sure on this, and All right. I'm getting a lot of head nods. Okay. Well, here we are, episode 12, also known as the Doug Flutie no episode. No way. Come on. Yep. The goat. You go with it. Nope. Tom. Can't do it. Freaking Brady. Doug Flutie. He's one of my idols. Of the Geoholics, a podcast produced by and for GMX professionals. We're on a roll here, folks. Uh, new friend of the program. It's like every week. Are you ready for this? Parkland College in Illinois, one of two land surveyor training programs in the state of Illinois. In the big time. Yep. They've got two tracks a student can take. This is pretty cool to achieve a uh, associates in surveying. There's a traditional track, which, of course, is by attending classes on campus. And they have a weekend track where a student can take classes online and attend weekend labs. Uh, Parkland Survey Program was the proud recipient of the 2016 National Council of Examiners for Engineering and Surveying better known as NCES, Surveying Award. So you can find out more about this program by visiting their website, parkland.edu forward slash surveying. Check it out. That was a mouthful. That was a mouthful. Of course, that uh, that tune that brought us all together here is Kolars. I believe I've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. I'm saying Kolars. It's Kolars. I don't want to get in trouble for that. The name of the song is Dangerous. They uh, have recently kicked off their West Coast tour starting up in Washington State uh, to rave reviews. And, of course, they're going to be here on 12-6 at Valley Bar, which I and the lovely Megan will be at. Hopefully some of you others as well. And, of course, here we are. Studio One, the global headquarters at Social Hall. It never disappoints. Every time I get here, I get excited. Oh, I look forward to it every week. Uh, not a whole lot new at Social Hall. One thing I do want to mention is that they are going to be competing in the Mac and Cheese Festival this weekend all out at uh, Salt River Fields. It'll be Saturday, Sunday. They got something special in the works for that. So looking forward to what executive chef Jason Diaz is going to bring. And probably next episode, we'll be able to report back on that. And the sandwich is coming next week. That's There's going to be a tasting. Promised. There's going to be a tasting next week. Oh, I'm so excited with a re- with a, a future release, hopefully in the next week or two. Oh, well, I, will, I know I, it's been a long time coming. I, you know that, that jalapeno it. jam. I'm just I ready it. for it. I get it. I get it for sure. For sure. Let's uh, let's catch up with the fellas. Producer Jake hit me with something good, my friend. I absolutely got my heart ripped out on Sunday. Chiefs lose in the last final seconds. Two awful special teams plays. Just, it was awful. But, um, and, and better news, um, we're approaching 2,000 total downloads um, across, what is that, 11 episodes now? Um, this is number 12. Number 12, yep. yep. So, um, yeah, doing good. The, the train is still going. Choo-choo. It's moving along. We're so. moving forward. And don't you have a big announcement as yep, another so, platform? Uh, we're down on Spotify now. So, we're trying to expand um, the platforms we're on. So, so far, Apple, Spotify... Of course, Podbean and the Podbean and the website. Um, so, if you guys have any other platforms that you'd like us to join, um, shoot us an email, and we can we can look into getting put onto those uh, other platforms. But fantastic, thank you. Yeah, Ryan, what are you up to? I have had a horrible weekend. My Giants lost to the Jets. <laughs> I I can't recover from that. As much as you say Kansas City, you guys you still got Mahomes. Now I'm just 
lost without <laughs> without any uh hope. Oh, we'll see. Geez. And then and then the fantasy took a dump and yeah, it was just a killer weekend. It happens, man. Hey. I did win a golf tournament on Saturday, though. Well, that's big news. Hey, that's you say you thing. have nothing to say every time we turn it to you. I, you won a golf tournament. That's, well, that's big news. Well, you know, I always say I'm living the dream, but well, I was I was told that that is uh, not good. If you were golfing with Virgil, oh yeah, who's going to be a guest here in the very near future? Yes, I have to question whether or not you actually won legitimately. I have the that tournament. whole like watch thing that keeps track of the score, and and it, I I kept an eye on him. We were legit. It was, you know, it wasn't a bunch of players or anything, but Mm. it wasn't something to write home about. Gotcha. We did win, though. That's all all that matters. All right. (laughs) What about you? Well, uh, speaking of players, uh, this was actually a big weekend for me. I got my hair cut on Saturday. And for me, getting a a big day, (laughs) getting a haircut. Wow. (laughs) For me, getting a haircut is like an event. You guys, lovely Megan. I mean, I look forward to getting a haircut. I would get my haircut every week if I could. One of those deals. And the guy that cuts my hair, his name is Don Crow. Free plug. Don't get used to it. Say shameless. Yep. Uh, Megan refers to him as Don Crow hair guy. Cool story here. He's been cutting my hair forever. You know, we're buddies. He's a Chicago guy. So connections all around but the cool thing is not only does he cut my hair pod, uh-huh. pod, name drop podcast get ready uh, podcast star but he also cut cut cuts uh cliff kingsbury's hair <sighs> so know. he every time i go in there he's always giving me the inside scoop on cliff you know and uh does he tell you you, you know you don't hold the candle to that guy no he doesn't say that <laughs> he um he actually said, what do you think about getting Coach Kingsbury on the podcast? And I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? That would that would put us in, like, big, big leagues. Don Crow Hair Guy is a podcast fan. So he's a, he's a friend of the Geoholics. He knows Cliff Kingsbury. All the things are aligning. So I'm thinking that after the season's over, mm-hmm. assuming the Cardinals are not in the playoffs, um, there's a chance that we could get Cliff on. So, Cliff, if you're listening – I promise you, we won't talk about Patrick Peterson. We won't talk about David Johnson. We'll talk hair. We'll talk sideline fashion. I won't and we'll the talk. Giants. Uh, Jake won't bring up the Chiefs. We'll talk uh, college coeds. Right? I drove through Tempe today. What a mess that is down there. But there is some sightseeing to be had there. Well, I, I do have one more story. <laughs> this is going <laughs> to tie into our safety share. So I have to share it. As I said, Saturday was a big day. It was haircut day. I went to the ASU game with uh, Glenn, Glenn uh, Abramowski, who is a uh, who's a guest on the, on the show here a few weeks ago. So I'm at the well, uh, we're, we're pre gaming. So we're at a bar on campus, right across from the stadium, right, drinking a bunch of beers, talking to a bunch of people. We met these folks who it was Parents Weekend, so they uh, the parents we were talking to had a daughter there. Of course, I've got a daughter there. Glenn's got a daughter there, so we're talking daughters and stuff like that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, come to find out, a daughter, a friend of a friend of the daughter has, like, slept with, like, 20 guys this freaking year alone. She's got, like, 10 STDs or something like that. It's freaking disgusting. Ah, that's that's and, good Saturday conversation and right this there. Is like, this is, like, common practice, I guess, on campus. I have no idea. Um, but it, it's an absolute mess. And then my other highlight of the of, of that same time frame as i'm walking through the bar to go to the restroom right first of all i'm looking around and i feel like i'm in the middle of a 
Sports Illustrated swimsuit magazine slash Playboy co-ed. It, it was unbelievable. Ladies the, of the Pac-12. Ladies of the Pac-12. Yeah. So I'm walking to the to the restroom, and the there's like a string of like six girls walking by me. Right. One of them's about my height, blonde. You know, I'm, she's good looking. I'm not gonna lie. She looks me right in the eye and she goes, "Hey, Dilfy Dilf." <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> that one just caught me. <laughs> I, I know what a MILF is, so I have to assume I know what a DILF is, and I'm going to take it as a compliment. How excited were you? <laughs> I was done. I, I can imagine you peacocking after that, <laughs> just walking around <laughs> was, so proud. It was great. It was great. So a, a great Saturday for me. Sorry if I rambled a little too long there, but hey, no. it's going to bring us to our safety share. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. So, the safety share today is uh, safe sex. So one thing I learned was there's an STI, which is a sexually transmitted infection. Did I, I did not that. know that existed. Mm-mm. And then there's an STD, sexually transmitted disease. I think I'm happy I didn't know that existed. So you start with an STI, and if you don't take care of it, it turns into an STD. Eh. Crazy. So think twice before having a sexual relationship first and foremost most people listening i I don't don't know i'm stereotyping people listening are married they're they're in committed relationships fantastic people listening are still out there playing the field cool good with that and then there's people that have kids that are probably at the age of you know discovering the opposite sex hopefully hopefully and doing their thing or whatever you don't have any daughters that are (coughs) of age for that kind of stuff right (laughs) unfortunately i do yeah (laughs) no doubt yeah so i hope this pertains to everybody to be honest with you so think twice before having a sexual relationship and i know these are uncomfortable conversations but geez discuss partners past history of stis if there is such a thing you got to know this stuff. I, this stuff's being passed around. Like, you're, you're really gonna like ask a girl like in I think that you moment. You're gonna I think like, you should. Hey, any history? Here after I need what to I know heard, about? after what I heard this weekend, I think that is a conversation you oh, must man. have. Well, Dilfy Dilf over here. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a new name for you. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I'll be big shoots all day. You could be Dilfy Dilf. <laughs> I'll take that every day. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, so, um, what are the statistics you want to so, tell us? So, the statistics. This is great. So, not great. Actually, it's terrible. <laughs> so, from 2017 to 2018, right? There was an increase. The cases of chlamydia rose 22 percent. Right? Chlamydia rose. I actually like that name. <laughs> Is that what you're going to name your, your... If you have a daughter, Jake, you are naming her Chlamydia Rose. Oh, I'm so sorry, Jake. Cases of gonorrhea rose 67%. That'll be your second child. Cases of syphilis rose 76%. Syphilis rose. That's not bad either. If you have twins, it's chlamydia rose syphilis. and syphilis rose. Oh, man. Oh, God. So anyways, Jake's never having kids, last, by the way. <laughs> last but not least, the states with the highest rate of STIs, STDs, I don't know if this comes as a surprise, Alaska, Louisiana, Mississippi, New Mexico, and South Carolina. So uh, that is the safety share for this week. We're safe <laughs> so in Arizona. <laughs> well, don't go that far. Well, 
I don't know. It was, it's the whole state, not just yeah, it's the whole state. ASU's campus. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, so, just like every episode, this is another one that I have really been looking forward to. Um, just because we are, we've been so fortunate to have great guests, and tonight is no different. Um, no slouches, no slouches allowed. NSA, no slouches allowed. That's that's our motto as far as guests go. So tonight we have with us Dana Klett. She is a registered land surveyor. Uh, a little bit about Dana before we get into this. She was born in Orange, California, and grew up in Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach is one of my favorite places. Love it. Uh, she's married with an eight-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl, so she's got her hands full there. I hope their names aren't gonorrhea or syphilis. Oh, my goodness. The middle name is Rose. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> this, just, <laughs> this just got real awkward. Oh, man. That, <laughs> that, that, Same here. Oh, just put Are you serious? Same here. Oh, my. Fully on tilt. <laughs> what is going on tonight? This is crazy. Oh, man. Uh, so Dana completed the uh, survey apprenticeship program. I meant to ask you before we started, is that like the California Union apprenticeship program? or what was that yeah so that was local 12 oh cool okay good awesome and then um the party chief program at rancho santiago community college very cool uh you've worked in the survey industry for 14 years and dana is currently a survey project manager at a local firm called hess roundtree we also have with us this is the first time we've had two guests so bear with us as we no, it's already. A We're bit getting of outside the comfort zone yes. tonight. <laughs> it's getting silly in now. so many ways. <laughs> Our second guest is uh, Sarah Berge, correct? Yes, sir. And Sarah was born in Fresno, California, and grew up in Tehachapi. How do we say that? Tehachapi. Tehachapi. <laughs> and Sarah also has two children. Uh, boys or girls? Um, Ryan's nine, and Allison's three. Fantastic. I'm assuming that's, a, that's, that's a hell of a name for a son. I'm assuming that's a boy and a girl. Uh, Allison Rose. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Sarah attended Bakersfield <laughs> College and Oregon Institute of Technology, where she went through the geomatics engineering program, and she was one of 12 graduates Correct. of that program. Very cool. And Sarah has worked in the survey industry for 17 years and is currently an op- or the operations manager at Ambit Consulting, which is also a local survey companies so a lot of good stuff here so moving on let's uh let's get into the meat of the uh the the showgram here let's start with you dana how tell us a little bit about your path to becoming a surveyor how did you get introduced to it uh your foot in the door as they say what 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 happened there how'd that happen so i kind of just fell into it um i had no idea what a surveyor was and at the time, I was 19 and a receptionist and got tired of making rubber band balls to stay awake. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a family friend that was in the union, and he introduced me you know, to the math test that was required to get into the union. And uh, it took the test and passed it and got on a list and started applying and went from there. Awesome. So you had a family friend. They were in the union, yes. the survey union. Yes. Cool. And you kind of followed footsteps there. That's awesome. And Sarah, how about you? How'd I, you get introduced to it? I didn't even know what surveying or civil engineering was. And a family uh, friend offered me a job in civil. And after about a year, got tired of uh, designing that shit flows downhill. <laughs> <laughs> ended up ended up in the um, survey department. And never looked back. Was this in California? It was in California. Gotcha. When did you move to Arizona? Uh, four years ago. 
Oh, just recently. Yeah, I, I, uh-huh. I went back to school for, for surveying in, in 2008. Good for you. And uh, Dana, when did you move to Arizona? How long Seven years ago. Seven years ago. Okay. Yeah, a couple of newbies here. You know, it's so interesting. These two just it's met hot. tonight for the first time. <laughs> they're like best buds. I know. They're bosom buddies. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and they're both their kids have the middle name Rose. And we just, I mean, the whole yeah. thing is just mind-blowing And Jake's right now. future child has a middle name Rose. <laughs> it just got real awkward. Oh my God, it's hard so to follow funny. all that. It got real. So awkward. Dana, tell, tell me about, um, everybody has a mentor. Like I've got a guy, you know, that I worked with in the beginning for about 10 years in Southern Illinois. And he was my mentor. I learned so much from this gentleman that I owe my career, essentially. And to this day, I consider him my mentor. Do you have somebody like that in, uh, in your career? I do. So my first party chief uh, out in California was Rob. And I was about two weeks into serving and I had no idea what I was doing. I was a fish out of water. And he kind of taught me the ropes and set my pace for, you know, what needs to be done and how to get the job done and be efficient and cost effective. And that kind of set my pace for my whole career. That's awesome. How about you, Sarah? I had a, his name is Paul Chavez. And he was the the manager of the survey program at one of the companies I worked for. Oh, and okay. just took his time, showed me the ropes, yep. and and uh, never looked back. I mean, he was just taught me more than I could possibly imagine. What do you think about the this like uh, the mentorship that's happening these days? I mean, is it is it happening? What? Are uh, you <laughs> what mentorship? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. good. Dana, you feel the same way? Yeah, I feel exactly the same way. Um, even, even as myself, as a new, you know, five years licensed, there's still a lack of mentorship for registered surveyors. Um, I work in a small firm and there's no other licensed surveyors. I took over and uh, the my mentor at that company actually passed away <laughs> right as I took over. So I kind of lost my mentorship program there. And uh, there's nobody training anybody right now. It's kind of... Is it just because everybody's so busy and everybody's so shorthanded that everybody's running around with their hair on fire and they feel like there's just no time for that? I mean, I know, in my opinion, one of the problems is that so many companies are running one-person crews. I was going to say one-man crews, but that's... That would Let's be bad. That would be sexist. That would be sexist, yeah. (laughs) But one-person crews, I think that's one of the biggest problems to be honest with you i mean there's of course safety issues but you know uh, on this topic young guys aren't being mentored as a result well i think it comes to cost too so back in california we're running two three-man crews doing everything traditional no robotics Mm -hmm. Uh, one crew had a gps and it was i think forty thousand dollars for the gps unit and but you're learning to run the rod you know pound hubs and then you eventually went behind the gun ran the data collector, learned how to do calcs. And now it's just, you know, you, you can't afford, people are charging like $60 an hour to do staking. Yeah, we, it's crazy. We undercut our worth. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. It's this awful This guy beats there. a drum on that all the time. Uh, <laughs> don't get me started. If we didn't have so much that I wanted to get through here, we could talk for an hour on that topic alone, but you're exactly right. Um, we're, we're, we're selling ourselves way, way, way too short. And uh, you know, the whole mentoring thing is a huge problem. With that, um, you know, technology has allowed us to go to one-person crews. Of course, the GPS, the robotics. Uh, so technology is good, and technology can also be bad. Would you agree with that statement? 100%. Makes everybody button pushers. Yep. 
got a lot of those folks out there right now. Yeah, so, I mean, if you have a party chief nowadays, they know how to turn on the data collector and stake to line. Yep. And that's about it. Stake to a point. You know? And they want $30 an hour, too. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're in a tough spot. So, like you said, you know, stake to line, stake to point. There's, you know, these, these same people that are charging $60 an hour to do construction staking are sending people out in the field with maybe a year's experience and they're just like you said they understand the technology right and they can set a point in the ground and they can set a point at a certain elevation and take a shot on it and but they have no idea why they're setting that point there most of them you know that's that's what we're losing because of this whole one-man crew thing yeah they can't read plans they can't refer to architecturals versus structurals or check dimensions or anything so it's a dangerous way to dangerous way to play that game that's for sure that's for sure well, let me ask you guys. Um, most of the land surveyors that I encounter are males. Um, have you guys had any hurdles, the stories that you can tell us about breaking into this uh, boys club, so to speak? Wow. The, the, the most recent one that drives me up the wall is I was on the phone with a, a client and they asked to speak to the land surveyor. And I said, that's me. I said, no, I'd like to speak with the registered land surveyor. I said, that would be me. And they said, no, the ran- registered land surveyor of this project. And I said, yes, that would be me. They said, no, the kind with a stamp. Oh, my, my goodness. goodness. And I about <laughs> lost it. Oh, my God. That really happened, that conversation? Oh, about three weeks ago. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah I get referred to as Mr. Clut in all my emails. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Dana is a, you know, you don't know what Dana is. A little ambiguous. Oh, I suppose. I <laughs> yeah. suppose. Yeah. And but then yeah, they're, they're automatically assuming. thinking, yeah, male. And then I reply, Ms. Klett. Oh, do you? Yeah. Set them straight. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. So this is a question that actually came, and I'm not going to mention names, but uh, Mike T from the... What happened to not mention <laughs> names? Well, no, 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 no. Last name. No last name. I mean, there's a, I guarantee you there's a million Mike T's in the world. There are a lot of mics. Maybe multi-millions. I have no idea. But Mike T from the Field Crew <laughs> Facebook page. Oh, you're really narrowing oh it down gosh. now. Well, no, there's probably like 30 I know who it is. Mike T's on the Field Crew Facebook page. I'm hoping anyways. <laughs> there, there's one. You know, we're going we're gonna to find them later. <laughs> Just wait on my next reference. I guarantee you I'm going to give that one away. Um so challenges that the profession is currently facing. Um, we talked about a shortage of surveyors, of course. Um, you know, there's all there's definitely a shortage of female surveyors. But in general, how do you guys think? I mean, what what can we do as a profession? Now, obviously, it's not going to change overnight. But what what can we do? Is do you, do you have anything prophetic about how we can do something to get people interested in this great profession? How much time it, do you have? It's like the, it's like the unanswerable <laughs> question. I swear to God. Wow. Uh, but what? Wait. What's? What are we missing? You know why are why are there so many people it, going into GIS? Why are there so many people? Well, first of all, there's not very many survey programs out there. That's one of the big challenges. I mean, now there's you know drone or UAV programs in almost every college. Of course, GIS programs in just about every college and university. There's what maybe two dozen. I don't even. I don't even know if there's that many survey programs accredited across the country. Go to Parkland. Go to Parkland. <laughs> no doubt. A little callback there. Yeah. I think it's more promoting the profession. I mean, there's. Yeah, nobody knows what a surveyor is, and even when you explain it, they still have no idea. You're just the person with the camera on a tripod. Yep. Why you would know? I be a surveyor when I can fly my drone? 
but I think it's, I mean, yeah, what's a surveyor? Nobody knows. And then it's also, why would I want to be a surveyor when I can sit in the office? So it's attracting that group of people that want to be outdoors. You know, like I said, I was a receptionist and I was, (laughs) it was bad. It was really bad. I was falling asleep by about 830 in the morning because I was so, I had to be stimulated. Yep. And to find those people that want to be stimulated, you know, every day is a different day on the job. You don't know where you're going tomorrow. You don't know what you're going to do. And, you know, and it's solving puzzles all day and how to fix things and tell people what to do to build the building here. Yep. You know, I, and go it's, ahead, I went backwards with it. But when I went off to college, I had only known one licensed surveyor in the field. Every wow. other licensed surveyor was in the office. So trying when I went to school, everyone's like, yeah, I'm going to get my license. I'm going to be a land surveyor. But there's still my perception that you're not, you're going to be a licensed surveyor stuck in the office. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm, yeah. <clears throat> Working for a small firm, yeah. you get thrown into the fire a little more often. Too. Well, you, like you said, but small firm, yeah. shortage of people. It's, it's you got to be able to do everything. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to be well di- diversified out here. And, um, I mean, before I came to Arizona, I never did boundaries. It was all construction staking. Oh, wow. You know, we did high rises and landfills and schools and that's it. Yep. And I didn't set a rebar and cap until I came out here. <laughs> and I was licensed when I had to do it too. Wow. So I was a little nervous. It was my own cap. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Wish I had set someone else's. <laughs> yeah, right. What's up? But when you s- still say that once a person, like, I don't, I don't I have no idea what the percentage is, but there's very few licensed surveyors that are working in the field, really. Right. I mean, most of them do end up in the office, you know, managing basically, or, you know, being project managers like, like yourself. And, you know, you're in a management role, sir, of course. And, um, you know, it's, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. I mean, promotion is the biggest thing, but <clears throat> still, you know, we have to, we have to do better about being professional, really, what it boils down to. Yeah, I agree. And I'm we've actually been able to hire people, but they are completely green. So they yep. have no idea what surveying is. And you tell them if you make it through the summer, you might survive this. You know, if you still enjoy it after working in 100, 120 degree weather, then yep. it might be good for you. Um, but it's it takes a special person to be a surveyor, too, which is hard. And you got to have thick skin to be in this line of business. That's an understatement. Did you have something to add, Sarah? No, I just wanted my hats off to her for hiring people green and bringing more people into the profession. Yeah, I mean, I, that's where we're at, let's face it. Facebook. I mean, There's not a Facebook. choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, social media. That's a whole other whole topic of conversation right there. Um, let's see. What were... Who did this come from? This came... Okay, so this is another unnamed This, this is a person. question from Kent Mike G. G. This is, this is Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Not to name so, any names, but... This is a, this is a two-part question. Uh, first of all, and this is from Farah. Farah uh, R. I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> so she, she wants to know, um, what are what, what's the best and the worst experience you've had in the field? Oh. Do you have one that comes to mind? <laughs> Yes. You do? All right. Let's hear it. Worst. All right. Uh, going in those bathrooms. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, how do you defy gravity by oh that much? It's that. Uh, 
if if you're a woman surveyor, you know exactly what I'm talking yeah, that about. That was that thousand mile stare right there. Oh my god. I stared that. at Kent Oof. when that oh happened. Men. <laughs> Just kidding. We are gross. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Can't even get a paper towel around this place. <laughs> no comment. Uh. Um, the best experience I think has been it might have been more internal than external, but coming in, you're you're I mean a fish, you know, like I said, a fish out of water. You're not only trying a new profession, but you're also like a celebrity on the job site. So I've had doors open for me and my stuff carried, my gun, my equipment. Everybody wants to help out and pound hubs for me, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it was a little intimidating at first when I was the second, you know, I was a chainman mm-hmm. and I had no idea what I was doing. I was just really confused and trying to find my ground. But um, the best thing was, I think when I realized that I'm a professional, I know what I'm doing. I can go out there and kick ass and, you know. And it's the superintendents, the the clients, everyone respects you. Yep. Nailed it. I mean, I, th- I think if you present yourself as a professional, whether you're a man or a woman or a monkey, <laughs> you're going yeah. to be respected. Let's face it. Let's face it. Did, did you have something to add, Sarah? Oh, similar things of just people offering to do stuff for me. Random, random clients bringing me um, donuts and bottles of wine on job sites. Oh I'm like, I never got wine. Oh, you got to work in Oregon. <laughs> oh, you want, uh, you want that corner found? I need to find it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of construction sticking. Have you done a bunch of construction sticking too, done, sir? Yeah. All right. So on, on those job sites, like let's say you're in a, in a, you know, a crew chief role. Is it, and this is, this is also Farah R's question. Um, you know, what, did you find challenges? Because obviously it's predominantly a male, you know, world on a construction site and the superintendent's typically a male and, you know, they're pounding on the surveyor, of course, you know, do this, get this, blah, 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 you screwed this up. Um, did, was it difficult or was it difficult getting the respect of superintendents? Let's just put, leave it at that. And that, that's her question. Uh, for me, no, because I built that rapport in the office. So I'm the project manager. So I've got the jobs, talked to the superintendents, scheduled the crews myself, mm-hmm. and go out to the job. So I've already built that rapport with them that, you know, look, I'm going to take care of you. Whatever you need, I'll get it done. And then once they see me blue-topping a field at 25-foot grids or setting rebars and swinging a sledge, and you know, they they respect you that you can actually get the job done that you say you want to. It's not so so much as this chick's on my job site and she has no idea what she's doing. Yeah. Yeah. If you can do the job, then you can do the yeah, job. They, I mean, they actually comment to me that like, you better, these guys better watch out. Like, yeah. don't go near her when she's swinging a sledge. Cause yeah. I oh. give that look of like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Sarah. Oh, and it's really just knowing, knowing actually what you're doing and walking the walk. Yep. 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 Perfect. Well said. Well said. Um, let's see. Statistic time. Oh. Uh, in the 80s, there was only 3% of land surveyors were women in the 80s. In 2017, 25% of land surveyors were women. So that's that's pretty good. I mean, it's trending in the right direction and it's still a pretty small percentage. But if you were to, if there was a, you know, a, a girl in high school that didn't know what she wanted to do with her life, what would be your pitch to her as to why land surveying might be a good route? 
Do you want to go outside and have fun every day? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to see everything that no one else sees? Yeah. Yep, yeah. No doubt. That's what I tell people all the time. I'm like, listen, if you like to work outdoors, if you like math, if you like a different perspective every single day, and things are changing by the minute, and you like challenges and putting puzzles together and history, I mean, it's like the perfect profession, you know? Exactly. And it, it's really designed for people like myself that are freaking so ADD. It's perfect. Nailed it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're ADD, literally, I didn't, I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. say it, but yeah. yeah, I mean, if you're ADD or OCD or you so. like things being in order, then yep. that's the profession. Yep. Yep. I completely agree. No doubt. Um, another, another little statistic here that I, I want to hear your, uh, your thoughts on, um, uh, the construction inquire reports that female civil, civil engineers are paid about 7.3% less than men. In supervisory roles, women earn a stunning 23% less than men. In surveying, women overall are paid about, this is good news, 1% less than men. So I thought that was a really interesting article that I gleaned from this, or, or statistic that I gleaned from this article. So that, again, I think is another really good selling point to you know, a, a girl in high school or even in college for that matter, that's doesn't know what to do with her life. You know, I, again, I go back to the girl in the high school who's not sure what, 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 what direction she wants to go. She doesn't know if she wants to go to college, blah, blah, blah. This is great. I mean, it's really a great profession for somebody that, um, you know, enjoys the things that, that we all just mentioned here. Yeah. I was that girl in high school, had no idea what I wanted to do and didn't go to, I didn't go to college. Oh, it took me 10 years to get through junior college. I had more credit than I needed for a bachelor's degree. That's a common Full thread time. also. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That is a common thread. Who do we have on that said, I've got like 109, I mean, I'm that way. I've got like 192 credit hours, I think, and I have an associate's in architecture. So Steve last week. Yeah, <laughs> well yeah. worth the money. Right? Steve last yeah. week went to three different schools. Yeah, Gaywall, and... that's right. Yeah. Yeah, no college debt. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And that that's a huge selling point as well, for sure. Um, trade or profession, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, both. I think people make it a trade. Mm -hmm. You know, you are what you're worth. And I think a lot of people just sell it off as a trade. So those guys that are out construction staking for $60 an hour, yep. that's not a profession. That's, that's their trade. You know, there's no QA, QC going on. There's no responsibility going on. Totally and, agree. And, you know, and fake and as built, you know, people fake as built and mm -hmm. put their stamp on it. And Sarah, how do you feel about that? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no, I'll never do that with my stamp. No, but but definitely um, a profession is, is something that you grow and, and you breed within people and, and you can make it a trade, but a profession is what you grow and you're, you're um, yeah. I don't have the words for it. Yeah. No, I mean, again, I think it's how we present ourselves. Yeah. You know, I mean, we are, we need to be experts in our field. So when you're in front of a client or whatever, I mean, I mean, I've found that half of my job is educating the client, honestly. And if you take the time to educate a client, they respect you so much more. And that's when you're a professional, when you're able to do that. Yeah. And I think it's building that rapport with that client. And I mean, if they keep coming back for more work, then, you know, you've done something right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so why do you think you guys have been successful in the profession? You want to go first, Dan? Thick skinned. Um, not, yeah, not sensitive at all. And uh, stubborn as hell. <laughs> I'd, I'd second that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stubborn. ADD. <laughs> Thick yeah, skin, my poor husband. Stubborn and, and willing to swing a sledge. <laughs> and swing yeah, a sled. yeah. You, know, you just you can't. I mean, I've been catcalled and on jobs, and you can hear people. You know, I'm not going to say an ethnicity, but speaking Spanish, mm-hmm. and I'm from Southern California, so I know what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, I would just sit there and look at them and let them talk and let them get it all out of their system, and I would respond to them. And, and then, uh, that would shut them up real quick. That's and then funny. go give them a, a right hand to yeah, the face. Right. Yeah, a little no. uppercut. Give them a sledgehammer <laughs> to the groin. But yeah. you got to, I mean. Watch me pound this rebar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's your face. Back, back off. <laughs> but you got to, I mean, you got to be tough. That's the reality of it. I mean, there's, if, if you want to have an office job and push buttons all day, then, you know, that's, that's your call. But yeah. to be a surveyor in the field and to put up with, you know, going to the bathroom with no toilet paper oh, the, or paper towels. The hover. The hover. My, my, my the favorite. Hover. I was out, I was so out in the middle of the woods <laughs> with one of my coworkers and he oh, comes no. up to me and he's like, I've got a, I've got a real personal question for you. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was freaked out because, you know, when we talk about everything, he comes and asks for toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, why would I have I got this. Here you go. I got this. Here you go. <laughs> I got you covered. So what you're saying, Dana, is using the restroom here at Social Hall is a lot like using a uh, porta potty. You know, I've seen some better <laughs> there was work in a. Paper in there. <laughs> there <laughs> let's just say I walked in and I was surprised. <laughs> it was so clean. And then I had to ask Jake for paper towels. Uh, they're they're handing them out and they're making me pay for it. That's why he makes the big bucks. <laughs> so this is a question that I always ask, and I, I I really like it and get a little insight to people. But if you could tell yourself something now. To your younger self, what would it be? Uh, advice, life lesson, anything regarding that? Go ahead, Sarah. I don't. I don't Sarah's know. Got, I, I thought about. I thought. I thought about it earlier, and I was like, "Ah, yeah. start that 401k early." Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, you could have told me that ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Do you ever, uh, Sarah? Do you ever regret the path you've taken? Like, is there any? Was there any point in your life you're like, okay? I'm at, the, I'm at this point where either I have to commit to being a surveyor or I need to do something else. I, I never I never hesitated. Never hesitated. Never hesitated. I'd be pouring down, soaked in the rain. My my waiters are riddled with bob, bob wire <laughs> holes and I'm drenched and we're like two uh, miles from the car and I'm like, I love this. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a great, great surveyor, classic surveyor story there. How about you, Dana? I just never give up. I mean... Something that I go by is just try to do the best you can every day. And if you fail today, then try again tomorrow. You know, I try to go to bed and not screw clients over and do honest work and put my stamp on something that, you know, I'm proud of. I'm going to live my life by that one. Not screwing clients over. (laughs) That's my motivation. That's your new mantra. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of mantras, do you guys have, uh, you know, we've had some classics on the on the past episodes uh dana's looking perplexed yeah she did, i don't she, i don't have a uh, quotation marks around mine. well you already got it you know don't screw <laughs> don't over screw clients, clients. <laughs> yeah done That's what about, about you, as good as it gets socks you got, you got one socks socks spell socks is it socks or socks s-o-c-k-s s-o-c-k-s in spanish that means it is what it is it's better it's better in spanish though 
I'm like, what? <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. Socks. That's Socks. a good one. I like it. Again, I, I'm not allowed to say it is what it is at home. Yes, I don't, I don't like it is what it is. It, it, it got super trendy and I hate it, but I'll stick with my socks. <sighs> All right. So, so from now on, I'm going to go home no, and tell my I'm wife, not. socks. <laughs> Done. So <laughs> Fail. <laughs> big shoots can no longer say I'm living the dream. Nope. Because what do we find out about that today? Uh, that that means I'm miserable. That's the yeah. No. That's the white man's Do way of saying thing. I'm miserable. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. And you Could can't be. say any longer. It is what it is. No, I'm going to say socks from now on. Socks. So perfect. This has been really productive for me. <laughs> what does that mean? What socks? It is what it is in Spanish. We just <laughs> learned. But this. so is socks a, a, a Spanish word? S o c k s. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It is what it is. Okay. I'm gonna have to look that up. But I believe you. whatever will be will be there goes the google (laughs) right all right so we are about ready to wrap up um is there anything any parting words anything we maybe haven't touched on or discussed start with dana that you'd like to add um i mean it's more just to the profession that you know we all got to be doing something to make this better because it's 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 starting to get bad. You know, you got to congratulate someone just for showing up to work today, oh. you know, and back when I started, I'm not an old timer, but back when I started is that you had to put in your work yep. to keep a job. You know, there's tons of guys on the out of work list. These damn millennials. millennials. Trust me, it's not even the millennials. I think I'm on like the tail no. end of the millennials, so I kind of get thrown in that, and it sucks. Because <laughs> I say damn millennials, and I'm talking about myself. Well, you may get thrown into that, but then you've got the work ethic of a non-millennial. Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's, you know, we just got to keep promoting our profession, and, you know, I don't know what the solution is, or if it's going to be in my career time, or the next one, but... Somehow we got to be pushing to get more licensed surveyors, more certified party chiefs, not certified, but people that know what they're doing and that can get thrown anything and be able to handle it, you know, and just not tell the contractor they can't do it. Yep. Yep. Good stuff. Sarah, hit us with something good here. (laughs) Just keep it professional and keep it growing. How do you how do you grow the profession? We can all sit here and, and complain about it, but you know what what have you done today exactly to to promote the profession? You got to pay it forward. Yeah, yeah. every single day, got to find a way. What you got, Ryan? You're I, over there I, laughing. No, I, I'm just laughing. You're at still the, laughing the, at Dilfy Dilf, aren't yeah. you? <laughs> Dude, that one's gonna stick. That sucks. I cannot let that one go. <laughs> Shouldn't have the, said that. The fact that he told us, yeah, he's just doomed after that. Can't but. look at you the same way. <laughs> it was awesome. It's gonna be like five uh, years from now. I'm like, hey, Dilf. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be his new email signature, oh, Dilfy Dilf. I'm just glad I was here for that. <laughs> <laughs> That legendary moment. You were all a part of history. <laughs> oh okay. man. I think I think we've said it all. I think this, we one, have. this one this <laughs> one this one goes down in the record books. <laughs> all right, with that, let's uh let's plug our friends of the program. Of course, there's RPLS Today. You can find those guys at RPLSToday.com and Lanceveres United at Lanceveresunited.com and of course our new friend of the program. Parkland College. You can check out their survey program at parkland.edu forward slash surveying. Thanks again to Social Hall for allowing us to be here. Always. Yep. Come check them out. Northeast corner of University of McClintock if you're in Arizona. Amazing food and always good drink specials. 
And of course, you can check us out at thegeoholics.com. Get on our mailing list. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Spotify, Apple. Find us. Name it. We're on it. Yep. Download us. Jake's got it. Yep. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and now Spotify. Kolar's taking us out with Dangerous. Until next time, everybody. So long. Be safe. And remember, safe sex. Socks. Don't do it. Socks. Socks.